Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. And turn to Luke chapter 8, and got down to verse 40 last time, message today titled, Got Issues. Anybody got issues? Verse 44, so she came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped. So Matthew tells us that she touched the hem. It's the same word actually in the Greek. One translates it border in New King James. One translates it hem. Others translate it fringe. But she goes and she touches the, the hem of his garment reasoning, if I may, and this is what Matthew tells us, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Now the significance of this may escape us. But there's something to do with the hem, the border, or the tassels on the garment of a Jewish man. It tells us in Numbers chapter 15, verse 38, speak to the children of Israel, tell them to make tassels on the corner or hems or fringe, Hebrew word is kanap, of their garments throughout their generations and put a blue thread in the tassels of the corners and you shall have a tassel that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord. And so what was this tassel for? The tassel was, this, it was basically like a wedding ring. You know, when you look at your wedding ring, you remember all the vows that you made and the promises you made to the person that you're married to. That's the purpose of the wedding ring. Is, is, it's a visual and constant reminder of the vows I have taken. Same thing with the tassels on their garment. Every time they went to lift up their robe, they remembered the commandments of the Lord. And you can imagine how that would be something that they would have to purposely think about as they lifted up their robe, that I belong to the Lord. What's interesting is in Malachi chapter 4, we have this interesting passage. It says, but you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And so, of course, this is talking, you know, using a metaphor of the sun as it rises with healing in its wings, you know, and, you know, I think of the rays of the sun. I don't know what you think about when you think about that, but it's a metaphor of the Messiah. And the wing in this, in this verse, the word is kanap, with healing in his fringe, in his tassels, in his garment. And then he says, and you shall go out like stall-fed calves, Boy, that's been true in my life. I, I'd actually rather not be a stall-fed calf, you know. But this woman, what did she know this scripture? And, and she's thinking to herself, if I could just touch the canap, just the fringe of his garment, I will be made well. I, I love that. Either way, she had, you know, she had fringe beliefs. But she does it, and immediately the flow of blood stops. But this poor woman, she's broke, she's desperate. And this is her last option. And you know what? Jesus does not mind being your last option. He will be your last option. And he will come through for you, even if he is your last option. You spend all the money, your credit cards are maxed out. You spend all your money on doctors. You've gone everywhere and done everything possible. And finally, you're like, well, I guess I need to go and ask God because nothing else is going to help. 
He'll be your last option if you need him to, and he'll come through for you. But wouldn't it be better if he was your first option and you didn't spend all the money and didn't go through all the drama? You know, to go to him first. So she notices that she's healed. Someone else notices, verse 45, and Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power go out of me. So Jesus says, who touched me? Jesus knew that some power had gone out of him, and, and maybe he knew that who did it, who touched him. You know, we really don't know. We get this idea that Jesus is God in flesh and has, um, you know, he allowed himself omniscience. He allowed himself every, you know, and maybe he did, or maybe he didn't. You know, we know that he didn't pick up his power. You know, he laid it aside. He only did things. He only healed people. He only walked on water. He only did miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, though he was God, he didn't consider Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. You get the idea in Philippians chapter 2 when it tells us that, that Jesus completely emptied himself and became fully man and experienced life as a man. And the things that he knew and the things that he perceived were all things that he perceived and knew by the Holy Spirit. And so is this a case where Jesus didn't know who touched him? Or maybe it's, it's a case where he did know, but he's just like, you know, not going to say, hey, you! You know, he'd be like, Okay, who did it? You know, who's going to, you already know who did it. You know, the kids are all sitting there. You know who did it, right? And you, you still ask because that's what you do as a parent. You want to get the sweat going, you know, or whatever. But maybe that's the case. I don't know. It's, it's a mystery. We'll find out when we get to heaven. But Peter's like, you know, it's like a mosh pit. Are you serious, Jesus? Seriously, who touched you? Everybody's touching you, Jesus. Everybody's touching you. He's like, no, but I felt power go out of me. And this woman, she thought that she could go through the crowd, touch Jesus, get out of there unnoticed. But to be discovered was not a good thing. I mean, think about this. I mean, there's the ruler of the synagogue, the guy who probably put her out of the synagogue 12 years ago when she started having this issue of blood. You know, she had to disclose that. You know, I'm having this problem and I can't go to synagogue. Or maybe she just never came in again. And so there's this, this thought of approaching Jesus. She's trembling. She's, you know, she's, it's not a good situation. And, and it's true, we should approach Jesus in humility. But we know, as Christians, because of Hebrews 4.16, that we can come boldly before him. With humility, of course, but we come boldly as Christians for, for mercy and grace to help us in our time of need, right? And, and so though we should always come with humility, but, but Jesus is really the only one that we can go to and we can say whatever we need to say to him. Do you realize that? You know, if you said that to other people, it would be gossip. But if you say it to Jesus, it's okay, right? You can tell him anything. You can tell him how you really feel. If you told other people how you really feel, they think you're crazy. Not because they don't feel that way too, but because who would admit that, right? But you can tell Jesus how you feel. You can go directly to him. And this woman thought, I can get in there, I can, I can, I can touch Jesus, and, and I can get away, you know? But Jesus wouldn't allow this woman to go unnoticed. He wanted to take her faith to the next level. It says, verse 47, Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So she falls before Jesus and he, she tells him the truth. And, and I think if we're going to be helped by Jesus, we have to fall before Jesus and we have to tell him the truth too. We have to get right before him. You know, we tell him the truth we, we, if we confess to him the truth of the matter and ask him to help us. 
We know that we stand before him as righteous because he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, right? We confess our sins. Verse 48, he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So Jesus wants her to realize it wasn't touching his garment that healed her. It was her faith in him that healed her. She's made well by her faith. He wants her to know that that is what it is. And at this point, you can only imagine what's going through Jairus' mind as he's seeing Jesus, you know, his daughter's at the point of death. Come on, Jesus, we got to go. We got to go. And yet he takes time and he stops and he starts talking to this woman. I don't know if they knew each other or if they had a relationship at all. But you have to understand that we have two people on the very opposite ends of the spectrum. You have a woman, and you have a man. You have a woman with no children. You have a man with his only daughter. You have a woman who's been suffering for 12 years. You have a man who's been enjoying the love and and the, the joy of his only daughter for 12 years, and now she's on the verge of death. She's been barren. He's been enjoying himself. She's poor. Having spent all her livelihood on doctors, she's an outcast in society and even remains nameless in these. Every, every gospel tells a story, except for John, and none of them divulge her name. And yet Jairus is a well-known man. He's a wealthy leader and respected member of society. These guys were in opposite places in life, and yet Jesus cared equally about each of them. And why? Because every single person no matter how poor, no matter what their situation is, if they're a different color or a different intelligence level or a different political status or, or you know, they have maybe some royalty or something like that, in Jesus' eyes, every single person is of equal value. And what gives us our value isn't because we have a bank account or because we're super well-behaved or because we're, you know, have some social economical status in life or, or recognition or fame. It's because you're created in the image of God. And every single one of us bears the image of God. And that is why Christians value all human life. No matter what somebody believes or what they think, different political ideas, different orientations which we're dealing with today, it doesn't matter who, pe- who people are, we see them as valuable and, and worthy of our time and worthy of our care because they're in the image of God. And that puts everybody in the one thing that matters about them on equal level. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.